Hello, and welcome to the Get Strong and Healthy podcast. My name is Anna Clow. Thank you for being here. Today, we are talking values-based fitness versus rules-based fitness. This is a topic that I think is going to resonate, that I know is going to resonate for many of you. This shift in me is truly the thing that has helped me create a lifestyle, a long-term, sustainable, healthy approach to my health and fitness goals. And this is what I want to share with you today. And I'd love to hear from you if this hits home, because I really think that this is such a key that we need to talk more about in the world of health and fitness. We could talk all day together about the perfect training program and the most optimal macro split to help you, you know, hit these specific goals. But if we're not clear on why we're doing these things, on the place of, you know, where these goals are coming from, and we're coming at things from a not so helpful standpoint, your long-term sustainability is probably going to suffer. So these are really important things to reflect on. So let's dive in. So first, what is rules versus values? What does this even mean? So if you've heard of core values before, that is what I'm talking about today. We're talking about the person who approaches fitness because they value their health, they value their vitality, they value their longevity, they value their cognitive function on a day-to-day basis and long-term, they value nourishing their bodies, they, they love themselves, and this is why they take great care of themselves. Versus rules-based fitness, this comes oftentimes from more of a place of maybe punishment, or you could say like driven by pain, driven by self-hate, or driven by externals. This is the person who, you know, they have goals out of ego, or they have goals, you know, because they, um, you know, think poorly of themselves, they have low self-worth. And so, you know, this is kind of where everything stems from. And then this kind of person typically leads into looking for rules. All right, what, you know, how many times a week do I have to work out um, to, you know, hit this goal? Exactly how many macros do I need to hit? Okay, what do I need to eat? Okay, boom, they're gonna like run full steam ahead into these rules and doing everything to abide by these rules and, you know, not veer off. And when they do veer off, they're a failure and... Overall, they're kind of white knuckling it, as I like to say. And what I mean by that is they're kind of like clawing at, you know, these daily goals, checking off a to-do list, um, you know, just checking the boxes. And this strategy is oftentimes not very sustainable. And the person who approaches their fitness and their health from a place of values is 
someone who doesn't burn out, someone who doesn't necessarily need a checklist to tell them what to do. They wake up and they choose to, you know, maybe go for a walk, eat a healthy breakfast, uh, hydrate themselves. And this isn't from a place of, oh, I have to. It's no, like, I want to. This makes me feel good. This is something that's important to me. And don't get me wrong with this message. This doesn't mean that, you know, tracking your habits, checking things off, uh, you know, measuring progress isn't valuable because it absolutely is. Uh, But the difference between someone who approaches their fitness with values is the energetics behind it. This, This is something where they can for sure, you know, track things and measure things right? But it's not out of a place of, oh, I must do this or, you know, or else, you know, where it's like punishment or it's something that they don't truly want to be doing, right? That's really the core of this is how can we shift your fitness and your health behaviors into being something that you actually want to do? And you might hear this and be like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything, you know, for, you know, I don't want to work out. I don't want to eat healthy. Right. Um, And I'll challenge that because, you know, a lot of the times we think we want that in the moment we want that. But does higher self you, does future you actually want that? Probably not. And a lot of people aren't clear on what they truly want for themselves in a long-term sense, what they value, who they want to be. And that's what we're talking about today. It's not that, you know, you go to a restaurant, you say, oh yeah, like I'm going to order this because, you know, because the, um, I'm going to order this healthy thing because that other, you know, less nutritious thing, um, I just don't want it, right? Oftentimes, maybe you do want it. But sometimes in that moment, you ask yourself, hey, like, I actually, I really want to feel good after this meal. I want to hit my goals. I want to hit my macro goals for the day. I want to, you know, feel slash stay on track with my nutrition goals. That's really important to me. That's something that I want to do. Or I want to choose something that's going to nourish my body and again, make me feel good. And so that's the person who is tapped into their values. They're not coming to this meal saying, oh, I have to eat this. I have to eat this because I can't eat this other thing and I must, you know, stick to these goals or else, right? That's the person who's bound to fall off. But rather they, they ask themselves, hey, like I truly want to choose this over that. That is because that person has connected to their core values. So if you feel as though you've been approaching your health and fitness from, you know, a rules perspective or, you know, that kind of point of view is really ask yourself these these long-term questions of who do you want to be? What is important to you? And how can you act in alignment with that starting today, right? I approached my goals from, you know, everything was rules and restriction 
for a very long time. And when I talk, when I tell you about burnout, holy cow, I was burned out. I resented fitness. I resented anything, you know, goals wise. I was like, screw this hustle culture, you know, blaming all the externals rather than looking internally. And I see this a lot in just our space is we we blame oh it's the tracking macros oh it's the you know it's you know my coach they you know i just i can't i can't keep like doing this plan it's just this just isn't for me it's just not going to work for me and then maybe these people are you know an extremist and so they start leaning into the wellness space and the holistic space which i think is awesome but there's a lot of people who like do this 180 transition and they go full you know monk mode i'm fully intuitive i'm you know i'm just this gonna be this spiritual being and they you know they say screw it to tracking anything and everything is you know everything is very like um resentful towards the like fitness space the quote-unquote like fitness space is how i how i kind of view it and this was definitely me. I was definitely went through that phase where, you know, I was I was approaching my fitness from a place of rules and restriction and not because I valued it truly, you know, at a, at a core level. And the only way I was able to finally see success, feel successful in, you know, with my goals and come back to a more balanced perspective with you know fitness not not being resentful towards my fitness goals or tracking macros and you know trying to fool myself into thinking that you know i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to throw out the window anything regarding tracking or you know or you know even tracking workouts etc was i tapped into my values. I came back to tracking. I came back to, um, you know, training in, you know, for my fitness, right? Rather than just thinking about my wellness from a place of, hey, I want to do this. I didn't have to do it. I didn't have to do it. I wasn't forcing myself. This wasn't out of punishment. This was not out of self-hate. This is something I truly wanted. And it was for me, not for anything else, not for not for externals like a vacation or for social media or for, you know, you can you can think, you know, some people do this for their career or um, their spouse or really fear, right? Fear and insecurity, fear of food, fear of going backwards, insecure um, and self-hate, right? That's running from pain instead of running towards pleasure. And so when I was able to make this shift into like running towards pleasure of, you know, hey, these things make me feel really, really good. This is when I know and feel like the best version of myself. That is how I started to want to show up. And it was because I truly wanted to, not because I made this something that I had to, you know, do or else, right? And... If you're like, all right, that sounds amazing. How do I get to that spot? This is this is how I did it. 
is first off, start to recognize how good you feel mentally and physically when you are doing the things, doing the things that are important to you, when you are showing up for yourself, when you're drinking your water, when you're getting outside, when you're moving your body, when you're working out, when you are eating well overall. Really appreciate and acknowledge when you feel good. Say, hey, I just ate that meal. I actually feel really good after that. I have this great energy. I feel incredible. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel low energy. And yeah, I'm going to have that again. And when you eat something that does not make you feel so good, recognize that too, right? Like most people will just eat something because it tastes good and then they won't pay attention at all to how it made them feel. And they feel like shit. They're, you know, they're wiped out on the couch. Their digestion is effed. They have this super low energy and they don't make the connection that it was what you just ate. And if you can start to make these connections to like, oh, I just ate that full bag of chips and I feel like total shit physically and mentally, maybe that's, you know, that's going to help you next time kind of approach that differently versus eating the chips and, you know, zoning out. You feel like shit. You start beating yourself up. You're like, yeah, I need to get back on my diet. I need to follow all these rules. And I just have to start, you know, Monday. Monday, it all starts. <laughs> we start over. Diet starts Monday, right? How can we go from that to actually, hey, no, my next meal, I'm going to choose something that I know is going to make me feel good, right? Having success with your health and fitness goals is happens choice by choice. When you can get to that spot of making a decision, choice, you know, time by time, choice by choice, in ways that mostly align with who you want to be, the results you want to get, that is where we can see success. It's when it's when we say, screw it. You know, let I'm gonna start Monday. Everything is everything is like a rule. Um, that's when we have that resentment, and we probably revert back to the things that make us feel like crap, but we think is who we are. So, the next thing you can do here is tap into your internal motivations. So I talked on a lot of external motivators like social media, a vacation you know, doing things like for a spouse or whatever. Tap into why these goals are important to you, not to externals. Why are these goals important to you truly? And then do the vertical arrow technique on yourself, which is when you come up with an answer there, ask yourself why again, and then again, and then again, and go down with this vertical arrow technique of the why okay now this is the new why okay this is the other why when you really get to the core of what your why is that is extremely beneficial to you know having that long-term success and it's when we don't have clarity 
We are just lacking awareness about what's truly important to us and why it is important to us. You know, that's when we often struggle. Okay, next next tip here um, is brainwash yourself. <laughs> um, but really what I mean by brainwash is surround yourself by people and groups or community, whatever, who are doing the same things that you want to be doing, who are trying to reach goals that you have, who are embodying the person that you want to be, right? Who do you follow on Instagram? Who do you, you know, see, who are the five people you spend the most time with? Audit that And if those people don't include, you know, people who inspire you, who, you know, um, motivate you to be the best version of yourself, then that could be a really amazing place to start. So brainwash yourself into recognizing that this, you know, living a healthy lifestyle is actually the normal, right? It can be your normal. Um, You know, when we are surrounded by people who maybe don't work out or they, you know, don't choose things that are uh, in alignment with what you want. Like, for example, if you're spending time with people who spend their whole weekend binge drinking, that feels normal to you, right? And so as humans, we like to uh, go with the crowd. It's called groupthink when, you know, even when people are doing things that are, you know, we know are extremely unhelpful and really damaging to us. We'll do it anyways because oh yeah everyone's doing it right so get around the people who that's not the normal or you know are they work out consistently right that just becomes so normal and that's a really great way to help you shift your behaviors and overall educating yourself so really diving into how better nutrition is going to impact you. Why drinking water is so important, right? If you're struggling with something specifically, something you can do is really read up on it. You know, get a book or audiobook or podcast, throw on a podcast and learn about, you know, what it is that you hear is beneficial, but really understanding the why. And better yet, ask your coach, right? Your coach who is giving you protocols specific to you and your situation, they can give you a really great explanation as to why these things are important. And when we have that education, that is extremely beneficial for helping us adhere. And last thing here is make sure you hire a coach that knows how to coach with, you know, autonomy being, you know, a core value or even number one core value. Um, Inside of Strong and Healthy, this is how all clients are coached is with their autonomy being top of mind. Because as humans, that is one of our top core needs is autonomy, is feeling autonomous. And so, you know, if you go to a coach, you tell them you want to do, you want to, you know, get healthier, lose body fat, whatever it is, they tell you, okay, let's do this, 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 this. They leave you at that and they say, okay, just do better. Hey, you got to stick to the plan. 
hey, you know, you know, just do it, right? Be more disciplined. That's probably not going to really create lasting lifelong change and help you with adopting core values. Uh, And the coach who takes you on as a client and rather gets clear on why these goals are important to you, helps set goals for you that are realistic, yet a bit of a push, but also making sure that these habits and behaviors are truly important to you and, uh, and aren't just something that becomes this rule for you and rather something that you can recognize over time how important it is to you and how amazing it makes you feel and also we could get so we could get so much more into the coaching process and how having the right coach will help you a ton with your lasting fitness change but overall i'd highly recommend if you do hire a one-on-one coach which you should Uh, going with someone who is HMCC certified. So health mindset coaching certification, that is a certification I have. um, And that is the one that teaches coaches how to actually coach well and not just be a protocol prescriber. There's really not many other certifications on the market who teach you how to be a good coach. Um, And so that's really what I look for when scouting for my next assistant coach which side note is coming soon 